Hey guys, this is Sarah from Engage Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast today. Subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes so you'll get sermons as we upload them. We would love for you to leave comments and like our podcasts in iTunes as well. If you have any more questions or want more info about Engage Church, check out our website at engagechurchduluth.com. Enjoy. You guys are sleeping. Good morning, I'm Pastor Josh. This is Engage Church. How are y'all doing this morning? I sound a little southern right there. How y'all doing this morning? Yeah. So, hey, we have, um, I'm excited. I'm always excited. I say that every Sunday, but I really am. We have so much going on at Engage, and what I love about Engage is that we don't um, do programs or we don't do events. We don't do things just to do things. We do things because we believe that if we're going to reach people that nobody's reaching, we have to do things nobody's doing. That's one thing. And we also are just so intentional to reach one more person for Jesus. That's what we want to do. We have no desire to um, build an empire called Engaged Church. We're just here to build the kingdom of God. We want to reach one more person for Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're here today. So when we get to opportunities to do things here locally and globally, I get excited. And that's where I'm at today. I want to tell you some things that are going on before we get into the message because you guys need to know this. Number one is Game Day Sunday. That is October 1st, and you know, for those of you that haven't been here for one of those, we, we've only, we're stepping into our third year as a church, and so this will be the third game day Sunday that we've done. It's just something that we enjoy to do, and what happens is we have a, a service just like this, music um, and, and message and coffee and new people and all kinds of fun. But we like to wear like our favorite team shirt or jersey, whatever, and we do a tailgate party after, except we're not really, we probably need to think of something other than tailgate, because it's not really outside. It's actually right in this room here, and we do brats and hot dogs and potato salad and all other kinds of stuff. Last year, we had just an excellent turnout. We will actually have games in here that the family can play with kids and things like that. So what we do is we have service, and we just hang out after, and it's a great way to start building relationships, get to know some people that you're um, in service with week after week, and better yet, it is an excellent, excellent Sunday. It's an easy Sunday to invite that person that you've been praying would come to church with you or, or come just see what we're, we're doing here at Engage. So there's your opportunity. I really encourage you. And here's the other thing I want to say. This summer, um, my wife and I, we just we just kind of made this commitment that we were going to continue to work and, and continue to build the church, but that we wanted to take time intentionally with our family. I know it's like, well, shouldn't that be every week? Yeah, I, I get that. But that's what we wanted to do this summer. Um, it's been a 10-year uh, growth process for us and our family on many different things. We've lived in like eight different states, and I mean, it's just been crazy. Started a church, we got in a rollover car accident, my wife had a baby, one of them we had on the bathroom floor at home, it was just insane. We have had, yes, there's lots of stories, you got to come back next week to hear them all. But we just have had an insane like 10 years, and so we just said, you know what, it's time for some family time, and so we took some Sundays off this past summer. It was awesome. Thank you for those who helped out in those times, but we never missed a church service. Now, sometimes it's hard for me to relay this message because I'm a pastor, and I'm maybe supposed to say some of these things in you guys' eyes or, or, or maybe thoughts, but I just want to tell you as a man, as a father, as a husband, we always, when we would leave here and we would go to a service, and, and maybe we had the opportunity to miss I was so thankful that we took time for a church service 
because there was something that I needed, whether it was just like a little nugget of a sentence that encouraged me or a truth that I needed to hear, something that maybe convicted me and helped me move. My point is, is that when we miss Sunday morning experience, we miss a lot. We really do. And so I want to encourage you guys that from game day Sunday, see that's two Sundays away. I'm not even saying next Sunday. You get two off. From game day Sunday, from game day Sunday until the new year, I'm not kidding you. You guys are going to miss something if you're not present, if you're not around. There's so much going on. Um, from game day Sunday on, we'll have some special guests, and I don't mean giving the message, but there's going to be some fun things happening there. In October 31st, or 30th, I'm sorry, we have um, right in this room, upstairs and downstairs, it'll be transformed into Willy Wonka. It's the candy carnival, and that is another thing I need to tell you guys about is if you guys would like to help, this is what happened with the candy carnival last year. I know it's a lot of announcements. This stuff's good. It's probably better than the message today, so here we go. Now, so the candy carnival last year, we thought, man, if we get 200 people that come through the door last year, this is our thinking, that's going to be a mind blow, right? Like, so we set this room up. We had like this the little games and popcorn and, and you could get your nails done if you're a girl face painted and there was all kinds of carnival game. We did like this Monopoly themed candy carnival. I was the Monopoly guy because I'm bald and old. But that's what I got to do last year. And we were, we were serious. When we were planning, we were like, man, if we hit 200 people, wow, praise God, that's like a miracle happening. We opened the doors in the first 20 minutes, 250 people shot by us. And at the end of the night, we had somewhere around uh, 1,000 people come to that, and we didn't even know what to do. Thank God, yes. True story, the lady that was doing the cotton candy machine looked like some kind of gooey monster at the end of it because she was going so fast that her hand literally had like four inches of candy, like sugar candy stuck to it. So this year we realized that that's going to be much more, um, that, that will even grow from there. And we're going to do, you know, popcorn advance and, and cotton candy in advance. But we need your guys' help. This is a free community event. And this isn't free like Pastor Josh and the leadership team are pulling out of our pockets for this. This is something that the church, engaged church, if you call this your home church, if you're, if you're being generous to this church and giving to this church, this is a gift that we give back to the community and there's really no obligation for us. We just want to do something for them. We want to show them that there's a place that is safe. They can bring their families. They can be loved on. And we need all of you to do that. So my wife is kind of heading this thing up along with some others. And she needs a whole bunch of Oompa Loompas. You guys know the little Oompa Loompa, those guys? Green hair, yes. And so if you guys are interested, there's a sign-up sheet in the back information. Cole, wave your hand back there for a second. That's Cole. He's our male model that goes around the room and points things out. <laughs> and there's the coffee bar. Yes, very good, very good. So um, on our sign-up sheet back there, you can put down that you would like to be an Oompa Loompa. Here's the thing. Um, we are asking for those costumes. This is, again, a community event, and this is something that we're trying to give back, so we're trying to keep costs down. If you want to be an Oompa Loompa, we're asking that you would pay $15 for the costume because they, they have wigs and somebody's making them. If Don't let money be the reason you don't become an Oompa Loompa, if you would like to, okay? We'll make that happen, but that's what, we are, that's what we're asking for. I promise you guys, in some way, whether it's an Oompa Loompa or not, you guys want to be a part of this event. There was people that were a part of that last year, and our minds were blown. I mean, just to see the community come out, it's just a great opportunity. Here's the exciting thing about that. 
we really have no strings attached, but everybody that walks through the door, this isn't it, but everybody that walks through the door is gonna get a golden ticket. And that is going to say your treat was the candy carnival, you're welcome. Now here's your trick. We want you to bring this back to service this coming Sunday or the next three Sundays, give them some time to, to come. And we want them to experience the message of Jesus Christ, the grace, the forgiveness. And so that's really, really what we want to do here in this community. And so to reach people that nobody's reaching, we have to do things that nobody's doing. And I'm not saying the Candy Carnival is something that not a lot of other churches do something similar, but we are just doing whatever we can to share the message of Jesus. And we don't want to go out on the corner and start screaming about it because then we're kind of just the weirdos on the corner screaming about it. And we don't really get anybody's attention. That kind of thing just doesn't really work these days too much anymore. And so what we want to do is we want to be a loving, welcoming, gracious church that wants to strengthen our community that's genuine and real and people cannot miss that they they can't they can say what they want about us but when we're real about that you can't dodge around it these people want to love on you that's what we want to be known in this community so there that is one last thing that i want to share with you is upstairs for those of you that have kids there's a boy versus girl thing it's what you do. Boys are cool. Girls drool, I think, is the thing or something. But anyhow, um, so we're actually doing a mission trip to Haiti come February. And um, I don't, I, is there still time if somebody's interested to get involved in that? Okay, so there's still time if you're interested in going with us um, to go to Haiti. We went last year. It was an amazing thing. Um, and what we try to do is we try to take school supplies. So you'll see a suitcase in the back, pencils, pens, you name it, soccer balls. These guys are amazing at soccer. And upstairs, what they're doing with your kids, those of you that have them upstairs, is they're actually doing a boys versus girl thing. So like you bring in supplies and at the end there's going to be like, you know, candy probably. We like to give cavities out up there. So they're going to do some kind of prize. You guys can see that from the, the ones of you that might have kids upstairs. There you go. Lots of things going on. Lots of things going on, and you know what? We give glory to God for that. He's just doing amazing things. We started this church two years ago. We're stepping into our third year, and he is just doing so many amazing things. We're not out there, like, really racking our brain of how we get in the community. He's just opening doors, like, hey, do this. The Clyde Ironworks provides this building for us every week. I mean, amen to that, right? And then they're allowing us to have a community event because they care too. There's people in this community that want to see it strengthened, and we want to be a part of that. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, right? Somebody's wise said that at one point. Well, let's just open up with some prayer. I'm excited about today, as you can tell. God's on the move. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the message that you're going to be bringing today and, and what that looks like in our lives. We thank you that you're a God that wants to see us uh, advance and move forward in life. We thank you for everything you are and who you are. We pray this in your name, amen. What is happening with my phone? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, guys. Something's happening. My phone is just like having a mind of its own right now. I'm not sure what's happening. It's calling my wife. It's going off my notes. Sarah, can you come help me? Seriously? <laughs> wow. It's just doing something on its own. All right, we'll get through it. That's why I prepare for messages, right? So um, 
we've been in a, in a message series called A Way Out. And the reason that we talk about A Way Out is because a lot of us, you know, we've done temptation. Um, if you have to take it off that lock, go ahead and do that, and then I'll just deal with it. Um, a lot of us deal with temptation. In fact, I would actually argue that all of us deal with temptation in some way, shape, or form. It, the, the, the bad news, if there is any, is that temptation will never leave us. I, I said it. Temptation will never leave us. It's, it's just always going to be there. We will be tempted. Jesus was tempted. It's, it's something that comes out of our own desires inside us. But the great thing is, is that when we look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it actually says this. No temptation has overtaken you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. We're doing just great here this morning. That's my fault. But it says, um, our God is faithful. Where are we seeing it? Oh, I'm sorry, the top one was up there, yes. And our God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. We'll get through this today, I promise you. So he will give us a way out. And so that is why, how we want to be encouraged here today. A lot of us, it doesn't really matter what you deal with. Maybe you're dealing with um, some things like um, criticism. You're tempted to criticize everyone around you. You know, we've said it before that some people maybe even walked in here this morning and you're kind of picking out things that you're just not really sure you like. And that, that's okay, by the way, but some of us just have a mind that works that way. You know, the coffee wasn't hot enough or the room's too bright or it's too dark. We just are tempted to criticize. Some of us, we're tempted to overeat. We're tempted to um, um, just overeat and just indulge in things that we know that we really shouldn't, but but we do, and there's a way out of that. Some of us, we struggle with temptation of gambling, and that we, um, we just continue to gamble, and we continue to maybe do that online or head to the casino, and we're just not able to break that. We just feel like there is no way out. Some of us, we deal with temperament and our tempers, and we allow things to um, cause us to be angry, and, and we're tempted to go down that road of, of, of starting arguments with people around us in our relationships. And others of us, we're just, we're just tempted to, to lie and, and make ourselves look better. But the, the thing that is just amazing is that we are given by God. We will never be tempted beyond what we can handle, but we are given a way out. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, as soon as I get my notes back, because now I'm just totally lost. I'm kidding. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that, guys. That was weird. So a lot of us, you know, um, one of the things that we struggle with as human beings is that there's this thing inside of us, like we don't want to be tempted. In fact, we don't even want to do some of the things that we get ourselves caught up into, but it, it, it just gets kind of caught in our mind, and we can't get it out of our mind. So if you all would just do me a favor for one second, just close your eyes. Just everybody close your eyes. Don't worry, it'll only hurt for a second. Kidding, just close your eyes. Now, don't think of a pink elephant. Don't you think about a pink elephant? I do not want you thinking about a pink elephant. Don't think about a pink elephant. Now, I'm just guessing you can open your eyes now. Pretty much everybody in some way, shape, or form probably started thinking about a pink elephant. You know, some of us, it's kind of like, don't think about that chocolate cake or, or whatever. That's my thing. 
Chocolate cake, it's so good. Don't think about that chocolate cake, and then bam, it's, it's in your head, it's in your head, you know. Don't think about the girl in bikini, and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, next thing you know, she's, she's riding a pink horse in a bikini, eating chocolate cake, and like, what just happened? Right? Like, that's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm fired after this sermon today. Um, you know, that's where we end up. That's where we end up. It's, it's the things that we don't want to do, we sometimes do. And that is not really all different than what Paul says in Galatians when we look at Galatians 5, 16, and 17. It says this, So I say, walk by the Spirit. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict or at war with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Boy, that last sentence is something that in our culture you can't tell anybody. I'm not allowed to do what I want. That's a little bit scary. But what I want to talk to you about right now is is, uh, we're going to go into the spirit and how we have power with that. But first, I just want to say, when he talks about the flesh and the spirit. The flesh is really just this word image. He's trying to give you kind of a picture Paul is trying to do. It's not actually saying like your flesh. You know, there's nothing wrong with your flesh, okay? But what he's talking about is like your, your own desires outside of, outside of your spirit and the way that, that God would lead you. When you come up and you, and you do things that are like earthly, we'll say, you give in to those temptations, that's really what he's talking about. It's this word image of the flesh, and so what Paul's saying here is, he's like, I, I, I don't understand this, and this is where we all get at times. I don't, I don't understand. I, 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 do, I, I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. That's kind of a tongue twister if you say that very fast. But it's saying that, it's saying that our flesh is in conflict with our spirit. Like our spirit knows what we should do and what we want to do, but at the same time, we find ourselves over and over and over again doing something that we just don't want to be doing. It's hard. It's a temptation. In fact, a lot of us in that temptation, we would feel hopeless. We would feel like there is no way out. We'd feel shame and guilt. We've all been there. But God provides us a way out. You know, we want to read our Bibles, but we just never have enough time. This is the the flesh and the spirit conflicting, the war that happens. These are very real. It's very real. Uh, I want to get out of debt, but man, there was a shoe sale at the mall, and I can't lose money on this thing, right? I'm kind of that way. I'm the spender in our family. I want to exercise in the morning, but there's 10% chance of rain. I can't, like, risk going out there and catching a cold. If you guys were here... Oh, it's doing it again. If you guys were here last week, um, I talked about uh, some of the, the issues that I have with uh, cinnamon rolls, and, and that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I want to eat better, so I'll just, but I had to bake up the last of the cinnamon rolls in the fridge and, and the cookies, right? I just had to. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, waste food. That would just, my dad taught me better than that. I didn't want to lose my temper, but I threw my shoe at my spouse. You know, I... I I didn't want to eat so much, but I ended up eating the whole thing. I didn't want to sleep with my boyfriend or girlfriend, but it just happened. It just kind of happened. This is the conflict that Paul is saying, that our flesh does what's contrary to the spirit. We know what we want to do, but we find ourselves doing exactly that thing. 
That's the conflict that we live in. And what I, one of the reasons behind that, there's a couple things that we can say here, is that uh, there's, there's a thing, I put it up here, and I want you guys to kind of take this with you this week, is that what you feed grows and what you starve dies. What you feed grows and what you starve dies. If you feed a plant, it's going to grow. If you starve it, it's going to die. If you bring it to my house, it's probably going to die either way. I don't know what the deal is. I can't, I can't get plants to work for me. If you starve a plant, it'll die. If you feed it, it'll grow. If we, if we feed ourselves, we'll grow. If we starve ourselves, we'll die. That's, that's nature at its best. We can see this concept. And if we, feel, if we feed our sinful desires, if we feed our flesh, it will grow. If we starve our sinful desires, they will die. There's a way out. And so what we want to talk about is overcoming the appetite of the flesh. And in order to do that, we have to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know this is a, this is a concept actually for another sermon, but I want to just kind of break this down fast, so please follow me for one moment. A lot of us kind of get confused, and it is a confusing thing until we can have it explained, but God is a triune God. That means that there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those are three different beings, but they're, they're one being. I know that is hard for us to grab. That's hard for us to grab. But what the Father is is more that authoritative. He's, he's the creator, right? And in Genesis, you see that he said, let's make humans in our image, in our image, the Trinity. And in John 1, it talks about in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word you could actually put in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God. Because Jesus is the word. He is the, the visible image of an invisible God that was sent to us with a message that we could hear about grace, and we see that fulfilled on the cross for our sins. And I know I'm going fast for this. This is another sermon, but I just wanted to give you a little bit here. And then Jesus says the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is for guidance and comfort and counsel. And Jesus said out of his mouth to his closest friends, he said, I have to leave. I have to die and I have to ascend to heaven. I have to ascend to heaven because I want to send, otherwise the messenger won't be able to come. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And this is the power that when we put our faith, our trust, our belief in Jesus, that he was our Savior, that he did die for our sins. When we put that faith in him and we say to the world, we confess with our mouth that he's the Lord of our life, that he's the boss we, we recognize that we can't do everything the way we want, just like we read, but that it needs to be by principles that he calls us to. When we do that, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Do you realize if you are a believer in Jesus Christ here today, you have the power of heaven living in you? That is amazing news. That is awesome stuff right there. My phone doesn't because it's just going all over the place right now. I don't know what is happening with this thing. It's really crazy. Um, and what is great, when you have the power of heaven living inside of you, you look at Romans 8, 12, uh, and 13, and it says this. It says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no what? Obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. What it tempts you to do. You know, the, the doing what you don't want to do. You have no obligation 
For if you live by its dictates, you will die. And what that's talking about is the wages of sin is death. It's not that, we, that, that God wants to have a punishment, but God cannot dwell with sin. He can't bring that into his presence. It separates us from God. So that is really saying a warning. It's not like, hey, if you do this, I'm going to spank you. You're in trouble. I'm going to ground you. It's a warning that if you're going to continue to give in to the urges that it's going to end up in a spot you don't want to end up. And a lot of us know here on earth where that spot is. We've been there. Hopelessness, shame, anger, lack of joy. Some would say, you know, anybody in here that's ever sinned, and, and I'm speaking for myself, sin's fun. Sin's fun for a little while. Okay, I'm the only one that thinks that. I mean, okay, if, if you're not in here, if you're not in here and say that sin was fun for a little while, I don't think you're doing it right. So go back and talk to Rick because he'll tell you how to do it. No, all right. We're, Lord, sorry. Um, but seriously, sin is fun for a little while. I've heard it said this way, that sin thrills, then it kills. I've heard somebody also say that it fascinates and then it assassinates. I'm not poetic enough to do something like that, but that's pretty cool stuff. It thrills and then it kills. It, it fascinates and then it assassinates, and that is the way that sin works. It's kind of like that chocolate cake. I mean, I used to be able to gobble that up. Now I think about a chocolate cake, and I'm jiggling for like a week. You know what I mean? I, I can't step near the stuff. It's just, it's a different life for me now. It thrills and then it kills. And that's where a lot of us have found ourselves. But when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, look at this. Let's continue on in this verse. It says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no what? Obligation. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do because of the power that lives inside of you. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. Here's the but. But if through the power of the what? Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. We have power over that flesh. In that conflict, in that war, we can win. And sometimes Satan will win those little battles. I'm not telling you that when you give your life to Christ and you have the Holy Spirit, like you're gonna walk out that door and you never have a problem again. You'll never be tempted. That's not what it is. See, we know that we're gonna be tempted. I can, I can say with confidence, you will be tempted. But we have to decide today how we will fight against that temptation. And I will tell you, what you feed grows, and what you starve dies. My phone is so weird. I so much apologize. This stuff always happens to me. I'm a good guy. I'm up here trying to do my best, and then... <laughs> In other words, when you guys are tempted, and I want to say this one last thing, is that that it's the power of the Spirit that we read in that verse. It's not your own power. And so if you came in here and you feel weak, if you came in here and you feel like there's no way out, if you came in here and you feel like the way you've been doing things, there's just no hope, honestly, on your own, you're absolutely right. And I'm sorry to tell you that truth today. I know that sounds a little bit depressing. But when you bring the power of heaven, the power of, of the Holy Spirit inside of you, it's through his power 
that you have strength. And he called together a local church. He called together a local church to love on one another. And we, and we confess to him our sins for forgiveness, but we confess to one another for healing. And some of us need a church because we need healing. And if I can just step up on a soapbox for a minute, I am just a guy that's tired of hearing about how the church isn't necessary. I don't read anything in scripture like that. It's the bride of Christ. This is very important what you're here doing this morning. The worship that we do in corporate, the praying that we do individually as we build relationships, the grow groups that we're involved in, the baptizing that we do for one another, and the healing that comes with confession. It's very important. With the power that is in you, you have it. You know, I have a friend that is, um, he's actually been a part of AA for a long time. And there's a prayer that they do, and I gotta, get, I gotta say this fast before the phone goes off here. <laughs> but um, he, he, he told me that this was a prayer, and I, I really love this part of it. It says this, because a lot of us are carrying around this temptation, but we haven't admitted it to ourselves. We're kind of still in that phase where we're just trying to lie it off and, and kid ourselves. But this is what they do in AA, and I love this. It says, we admit we are powerless over alcohol, because AA is an alcohol thing. That our lives have become unmanageable. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore our sanity. Now, we believe the power greater than ours is God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. That's what we believe. And so, when you walked in here today, you got a card. And I would like you to do something for me. Hang on to those, and you don't have to write anything on it right now because if somebody sees beside you, you don't need all that. You know, that's not what this is for. But I'd like you to hang on to this prayer. And what I would like you to do is through the lens of your temptation, through the lens of your flesh, what is creeping up on you? Is it addiction? Is it, is it over-easy, overspending? Is it anger? Is it temperament? Is it, is it isolating yourself from others? Whatever that is, I'd like you to put that in the blank and see somebody's life is going to change in here just through this one thing because this is our opportunity to move forward without that it's our opportunity to to, to put a stake in the ground here today and start starving that flesh side of us guys we can't continue on and just assume that when we coast through and we don't make any critical decisions and any turns in our life that things are going to change change doesn't happen that way the only way change happens is when change happens. And God will pursue you 99 miles, but he's just asking you to turn around and take actually that one step just towards him. Scripture says that he's at the door knocking. He does all the work, and if we would just open it up, he wants to come in and have a meal with us. Not to, not to say, kiss my ring, I'm your God, do as I say. No, it says that he wants to sit down at the table as a friend. He wants to hear from you. He cares about you. He knows about your loneliness. He knows about those things. Anybody up here have one of those cards? My phone's really bad here. I just want to make sure. No, the um, card that you got when you came in. Hey, bloopers are what make this thing real, I guess, right? My goodness. Get it together, Josh. So this card that you guys got, there's a, there's a big blank here, and you can put your flesh there, whatever that is, your desire, your temptation. I'd really love that. And then just keep this somewhere. Maybe it's on your uh, 
dashboard. Maybe it's on the mirror as you're shaving in the morning or, or in your Bible, like wherever that might be. But keep this with you and pray it. And it says, I admit I am powerless over blank. I'm powerless over blank. I believe that the power of the Spirit of God will heal me and make me whole. And just pray that and pray that and pray that and buy into that. And when you slip up, go right back to it. Satan may win a little bit of a battle, but I promise you, he has lost the war. We can actually read that right now. I could read that in Revelation, but he has lost the war. He may win some battles. I'd be lying up here if I told you that I don't sin or I don't struggle. I won't do that. But I can tell you right now, the season of life that I've been in for the last few months, as I've been drawing close to him and I've, I've recognized where I'm weak, I've put some accountability around me. And I, I don't feel as vulnerable as I once did. In my doubts as a leader, in my, in my anger at times, in my temptations and desires that I have, I feel protected. And that's the Holy Spirit. I pray this for you guys. I really want to encourage you guys to take this action step this week and make this real in your life. So take those with you and put them where you need to be. And guess what? If you feel like you know that you have that spirit, but you just can't keep moving forward on your own, welcome to Engage Church. Like, we have people that want to talk with you. They don't want to just get into your business and, and know all the, the details and things. We don't even have to. Just, I struggle. I need prayer. I feel lonely. I just want someone to talk to. We got people that love coffee. Tim drinks about four pots a day. We got plenty of stuff. And what happens is when we put our temptation aside, see, Jesus left us with a, with a, a call. And, uh, Ben, you guys can come up. He left us with a, a pretty important call or, uh, I mean, it's called the Great Commission. And I'm going to read it out of here just because it's super powerful like that. I don't know what I need to do. The band's going to come up and sing a song here. But Jesus leaves us with this, and, and this is what we're finding at Engage Church, is when people start to understand who lives inside them, the Holy Spirit, and they start to win those little battles that they've been struggling with, life change happens. It really does. Life change happens. They draw closer to the Lord. Their relationships start to, to draw closer together. Their addictions start to break down. They feel more joy in their heart. They feel more peace in their heart. Their shame starts to kind of just drift away. And this is what Jesus called us to do as a church. This is really the purpose, if you will, of a church. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, these are just the people that he was talking to that day. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus talking. Therefore, go and make disciples. Disciples mean follower of Jesus. People that believe in him and they will live his principles out. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we're called to Make followers of Jesus. Pre present him every Sunday and give an opportunity for people to, to turn towards him and say, you know what, 
I don't know what tomorrow brings, and I don't even really know all the sins in my life right now, but I know that that's got to be real. Some of us are searching that out right now, and that's okay. And I want to encourage anybody that wants to be baptized today. We got clothes underneath the stage. Don't even worry about that. Come up and get baptized. You don't have to go through any special class, and we don't believe that baptism is necessary for salvation here. But what this does is it's a testimony that you have made this inward change, this inward decision that you want the Holy Spirit living in your life, that you've said no to your old life and yes to a new life with Jesus. And when you hit the water, it represents that old life leaving you, being washed away, and that you come up a new creation. Not a better version of the old you, a brand new version of who God wants you to be. Your full potential. And then he tells us to teach them to obey. And that's what we want to do. That's why we have grow groups. And that's why we try to take it outside of a Sunday morning because it gets busy around here and we're only in here for like an hour anyhow. And we just want an opportunity to teach somebody what it looks like to follow Jesus. It's not about doctrine or denomination. It's about the word of God and what Jesus says. We don't care about all that stuff. We just want Jesus. So I want to tell you guys a story here before we get into a song and we're going to baptize. And again, I'm telling you if, you, if you're feeling it right now and you want to be baptized, I'm telling you, it's happened before. Come up. The water's actually probably about 78 degrees. We made sure. It's really nice. And uh, it's nice and warm and it's just a good day to know Jesus. Get to know him. Take one more step closer to him. But I want to tell you guys about Jimmy and I've, I've actually, he, he, um, he wanted me to share this with you guys here this morning, and he's going to come up here in a minute, and we're going to get in the water. But Jimmy gave me permission to share all this, and I thank you for that. Jimmy came to Engage Church a little over two years ago. Actually, it was about two years ago. And he wasn't excited about it. In fact, two of his friends that are here today kept urging him to come and check out this new uh, church that actually met upstairs at the time, and, and it was just something different, they felt. And, and he's like, you know, it's just not for me. He wasn't seeking church out. His experience in the past was not good. It was actually just kind of like his lifestyle wasn't the greatest at the time, and he felt like it would, the church would push him away. It wasn't good enough. Who's going to accept me where I'm at? I'll just stay away. I don't need rejection in my life. And he came. And then all of a sudden he said, I don't know what it was, but the next Sunday at like 9 o'clock, I just found myself walking out the door to go to engage the next Sunday. And that kind of knucklehead stuff just kept happening for like two years. And he just kept going and going. A few months back, Jimmy actually filled out one of those cards. It took him a little bit of time, and that's cool. Maybe that's you. We, we're here to walk through life with you. We don't expect change overnight. But he filled out one of these cards, and, and uh, I got a hold of him, and he said, can we go have a Mountain Dew? Because he doesn't like coffee. That's one thing I've learned about Jimmy. He don't like coffee. Mountain Dew. And I said, yeah, let's just go to the Clyde Ironworks. We'll meet upstairs. And he actually came in, he told me that he was a little fearful that when, what he was about to tell me. Sorry. He was a little fearful that what he was about to tell me was going to make me and the church push him away. Because what he shared is that he has had life change. That he knows that Jesus is a part of his life, but he was struggling with some addictions. And he expected me to say, get out. 
That breaks my heart when I hear that story because I know there's people like that in this city. In fact, there's 78,300 people right now that don't have a church home in this city. That should break our heart. That should move us to do something. But I just said, Jimmy, I mean, I got to be honest with you, like, I'm not perfect either. I know when you look at all this, you're thinking, wow, that guy's got it. (laughs) Sorry, I was crying. I had to do something to change it up. But I said, you know, I'm not perfect either. And nobody else is either. In fact, Jesus said that he came for the sick, not for the healthy. You're right where you need to be, man. God is coming after you. Just keep saying yes. And now here we are today. And I get the honor to baptize Jimmy. And he's not the, yes. Praise God. And Jimmy's not just a guy that I know that comes to church. He's a true friend, even though he's a Vikings fan. He's a true friend. I love you, Jimmy. And I'm, I'm very blessed to do this today. You're, you're warming my heart. So thank you for saying yes. And the, the band is going to, what we do at Engage is, it might be a little different than what you're used to. We, we have a party. You know, James 15, 7 says that when there's just one person, there's more rejoicing in heaven when one person one person repents of their sins and comes to Jesus than if 99 persons who do not need to repent of their sin does. In other words, Jimmy's shutting down heaven today because there's a party going on. Amen? I mean, that's awesome. And so at Engage, we celebrate. We want to we be, we want to bring heaven to earth. And we stand and we cheer and we sing music as we baptize because it's a celebration. This man's life has changed because of the power that lives in all of us encourage you all to take that step. It's so good. It's so good. It's not easy. Jesus even said, in this life you'll have trouble. But man, it's so good. The water's so good. So I'm going to go change, and the band's going to lead us. Would you guys stand, clap, just get excited in here, and we're going to baptize Jimmy here. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to add us to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Engage Duluth on Facebook and on the web at EngageChurchDuluth.com. See ya!